Well, that just seems awful cruel for God. We'll talk about that today on Bible Time. Hello again, everyone. Thank you for joining me for Bible Time. I was asked a question. Uh, the people of the church that I serve Jesus in, we have started a, a Bible reading program where we're reading the Bible for every day for 365 days. And after 365 days, we will have read the entire Bible if we stick to it. And we are in the book of Leviticus. Now, the way this plan works is we read a little bit from the Old Testament, a little bit from the New Testament, some from Psalms, some from Proverbs, every day. So we started September 1st, and this was on, I don't remember what day, but sometime in late October. <clears throat> Leviticus, Leviticus 21, I was asked about this. Uh, this is verse 16. The Lord said to Moses, Say to Aaron, for the generations to come, none of your descendants who has a defect may come near to offer the food of his God. No man who has a defect may come near no man who is blind or lame, disfigured or deformed, no man with a crippled foot or hand, or who is a hunchback or a dwarf, or who has an eye defect, or who has festering or running sores or damaged testicles. No descendant of Aaron, the priest who has any defect, is to come near to present the food offerings to the Lord. So the question was, that seems very cruel for God to say. Sure in a 21st century mindset, it sure does, because we know that God is not like that. He would allow people who are deformed to come before him. But there's two things that we need to consider here. First, he's speaking to Aaron and his descendants. These are the priests. These are the ones who take the offerings, the sacrifices, and take them to God where they become holy. And that's the second part of it is we have to understand God is holy. So what's, what's it mean for God to be holy? Well, uh, first I want to say that anyone who's listening to this, who is in my church, there's going to be a sermon about this. I've been thinking about this for a couple of weeks. And actually, when the question came up, it just further confirmed that this needs to be a sermon. So um, God is holy is, is the essence of who God is. You know, it's not like we say, well, God is all-knowing, God is all-perceiving, God is a creator. Those are attributes of God. But the essence of who God is, to say, describe God, I would use the word holiness, set apart, um, perfect in every way. And so you can't separate God from his holiness. You can't say it's an attribute of God. It is God. Holiness is God. God is holiness. Now, we can use it and say God, the, the most holy God, or we can say God is holy, and, you know, in that case, it's a noun or an adjective, depending on how you use the word. But the bottom line is, this is who God is, and he's perfect. So he doesn't want anything in the Old Testament, doesn't want anything that has a blemish to come near him. It would defile who he is in the essence of who he is. Now, the priests were the ones who brought these offerings and sacrifices before God. On the Day of Atonement, they actually take the blood of the the lamb, and they sprinkle it on the altar. <clears throat> and, you know, you're in the presence of the most holy God. And, you know, when you're outside the holy of holies for the daily sacrifices and in, in all these, the blood becomes holy. The, the, the offerings, the bulls, the rams, the lambs, the, the whatever, they become holy. 
because they're in the presence of God. So he wanted perfection in his presence. Nothing, no one who was lame in any way, blind, deaf, um, any kind of a, a disfigurement, because he wanted perfection. And sure, okay, I know what you're saying. How is that not bad? Okay, 21st, 21st century mindset where we know who God is, who accepts everyone. But back then, there was no sacrifice of Jesus at that time. And he was showing he wants absolute perfection. Enter into the scene some thousands of years later, Jesus, who is the Lamb of God, who in, in the book of Hebrews tells us, takes the blood of the sacrifice into the throne room of God in heaven and presents the atonement before God himself, thus making us permanently holy. Therefore, he can accept anything that is imperfect through Christ who makes us perfect. Therefore, he can accept you if you are blind, lame, uh, can't walk, whatever it may be, because you're coming in through Christ and you're not defiling the holiness of God. I know, very difficult concept to grasp, and it took me a while to grasp it, but I'm, I'm asking you to think about what I've said, pray about what I've said, and ask God to help you understand what I've said. Because through Christ, we become holy. But without Christ, outside of Christ, we are nothing. We are, we are destined for, for hell, apart from God, because we are not holy. It doesn't matter if we are the best-looking person in the world and the most perfectly configured, symmetrical, you know, toes are the same size and fingers are all the same size and everything's perfect about you. It doesn't matter. You're still unholy in the sight of a holy God. But through Christ, no matter who you are on the outside, you are perfect on the inside through his sacrifice. And that's what he was trying to portray, that the one who comes before him, the priest who comes before him, has to be perfect. Even though they weren't perfect, I mean, nobody's perfect, but he was symbolizing that Christ will be that perfect one to come before him. That's what he was trying to symbolize in Leviticus 21. He was showing that Christ was coming, the perfect one, who he would accept as the holy one. I hope that makes sense because that's your Bible time for today. And I hope you enjoyed it. And I'll talk to you again all real soon. God bless.